You're listening to the Welcome to the Rebellion podcast. Hey, Jay, are you ready? Because it's time to start the show. Yes, we are ready to start the show. How is everybody doing? Wherever you're watching, listening, or whatever's going on in your world. <laughs> Welcome to the Welcome to the Rebellion podcast. I have a very special guest. And actually, I've been looking forward to this guest for a while because uh, I want to show off. I'm going to show off some of my uh, my toy collection to someone who is who's kind of like a professional, probably in my eyes, probably like professional. Wait till you see his his background, his setup. Uh, I got to meet Tommy in Boston at the Geeks and Gamers meetup, and. Um, have just been a fan of everything that he does. He's also on the show Bragging Rights, which is on the Geeks and Gamers main channel the first Monday of every month. And uh, before I begin, of course, I have to thank Nine Line Apparel. Christmas is coming. If you want to get something nice for someone, go to NineLineApparel.com. Use my code DRUNK3PO for 20% off. Yeah, they're still letting me use my code till the end of the year. So... If you want a discount on Nine Line Apparel, uh, get it before the end of the year. And I think I think my code is gone. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Drunk three PO letter O. But without further ado, please welcome Tommy from Tommy Tron TV. Hello, what Tommy. Up, oh, man. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Just got out of Thanksgiving, and um. Got back on the scale, and uh, yeah, not too happy, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, hey, same, same. It's, it's comfort like, food. <laughs> it's like, it's like you know why even try? Because Christmas is coming up, so exactly. You know, that's, just try to get. <laughs> that's what New Year's resolutions are for, wait, man. <laughs> wait uh, for the new year. I just want to say hi to everyone in the chat. I see you guys. Thank you guys so much for um, being here on this on this monday so and i'm going to introduce you to some you might not even know might not know this person you might not know who he is but this is tommy who are you tommy what what, what is your deal what's all that stuff in, in the back there who are you what's going on <laughs> well you pretty much summed it up man i mean i'm just a normal guy uh been part of the geeks and gamers team for for a while now really since it started pretty much on the business end of things though. And so I've always just had a passion for collecting things specifically like eighties, nineties era. I mean, I was an eighties baby grew up in the nineties came of age in the nineties. So I have so much nostalgia tied to that point in time. And so, I mean, I, if there's a word to describe my collecting is probably random. I collect too much stuff. Um, <laughs> I just do, man. I mean, I, I admire the guys and gals that can like narrow it down and really focus on one thing. I just can't. I I have so many different lines that I collect: turtles, silverhawks, Nightmare Before Christmas, GI Joe, uh, random music, uh, movies, Batman. I mean, you name it. So I uh, I collect toys, video games, physical media, really anything that pops the nostalgic factor for me. You but know, but a, lot of a lot of it in is in the 80s mm -hmm. 
in the 80s field. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, and it's it's all tied to points in my life. And it's it's like, I think everybody's had the experience where you see something, whether it be in a store or on TV or in a video or whatever, and you say, oh my God, I forgot about that. And that's what keeps me going, man. If you're like a thrill seeker, it's the the thrill of, of kind of defying death keeps you going. That's what keeps me going is finding that thing that I'm like, I forgot about that. And having that rush come over me of all the memories, the nostalgia that goes along with that thing. So that's that's what a lot of this is, is stuff that, um, you know, it hits that that target for me. Ah, man, going back to the, like, I mean, I think. I think a lot of us do that in our own realm. I mean, look, I have a Goonies tattoo, mm-hmm. you know, I love from it. the 80s. Uh, 80s. 80s had a lot of cool stuff that came <laughs> came out mm-hmm. with a lot of creativity. Like, that's the thing. It's we look at the today, you know, like what's going on today, and we see a lot of manufactured garbage. Uh, maybe I might I say where it's like we're going to the well again. You know, yeah. remake. How do how do you collect stuff when it's just constantly uh, remaking? We're remaking this. We're remaking that. We're gonna like uh, do this. We're gonna go back to the well again. We're gonna squeeze that lemon, you know, dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so yeah. it's like you see like the the toys and all this stuff, and it's like nobody really they don't care as much. They don't care as much. And I want to say this uh, before we get into something, you know, I'm a huge, like I collect, I like Star Wars and I'm going to show you some of, some of my favorite collection to try to impress Tommy Tron TV. I'm going to try to impress the (laughs) man. I love it. I'm sure. Um, But I did one of my very first videos on this, uh, on this channel was about, how no one is buying Star Wars toys anymore when the sequel trilogy came out. And like it was, it was, there was a lot of money put into the Last Jedi toys and the Rise of Skywalker toys. And article after article after article, and people were just saying, no one, no one cares. No one buys them anymore. Nobody wants them anymore. And they blamed uh, technology. They were blaming everything from cell phones to technology. And one a few people stood up and were like, no, that ain't it. Like, if you look at Rey as a character in Star Wars, yes, she has her fans, but she never changes her outfit. <laughs> mm-hmm. She never really changes anything. So if you like, you have Princess Leia, okay, who is like in the snow, uh, in Jabba's palace in the bikini. You know, was uh, the warrior and empire. I mean, it's just she had all these different things that she did. And you have Ray, same outfit, every single movie with a staff. Like, there's there's really not much you can do with that, right? Like, you yeah. can't sell. You put her in the Rise of Skywalker box, and it's like same same looking thing. Mm-hmm. And then you had characters. It was funny. One of the articles was uh, about the character uh, Snook, the the toy Snook, and how Hasbro. It was in Forbes. I remember reading it, but if you know more or someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but it was in Forbes and Forbes magazine was saying that that uh, Lucasfilm told Hasbro, hey, this is going to be our big villain. Like, push this. Push, push Snook or Snooky, what I call him. And they just <laughs> killed him off, you know, 
It's like, why would you want to buy that character? <laughs> it's like, it, you don't know nothing about that character. And then in the last movie, it's like, oh, he's just a clone of many. He's not important. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of like, yeah, you you think it's like it's uh, cell phones that's uh, <laughs> killing mm-hmm. the toy industry? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, why would you want to own that? It makes uh, no point. You know, no, it's like it makes no point. No, you're exactly right. I mean... Uh, to your point, I think Snook uh, was a GameStop exclusive even. And he, you know, when I I don't, I think he came out with the, 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 uh, the last Jedi and um, because he had the gold robe and stuff, I feel like he came out with, for that movie. And there was a lot of excitement going into that movie uh, coming off the force awakens. So, you know, there was a lot of, build towards that and you're exactly right they kill him off in that movie you're like what <laughs> you know what are you doing um and <laughs> it it just it sucks because that was a like the word i used to describe what you were just talking about with ray not changing outfits and you know with snook looking great as a character um is toyetic so uh-huh. when, when something has a good like would make a good toy and a toy line that's successful has a lot of toyetic qualities. You think about things like uh, Ninja Turtles, right? So just right here over my shoulder, I could pull one of these guys off the shelf. And one of the reasons, uh, aside from the fact they're awesome, that toys, uh, turtles had such legs to the line was because they were able to do so much with it. You have the the four main turtles and the main villains and all that stuff. And then you have the cartoon, but then you have stuff that's just random, right? Like, like astronaut Raph, like, look at that. That's just <laughs> awesome. You know what I mean? Um, and if you collect Raph, uh, you need this Raph. And if you collect Donatello, you need undercover Donatello, right? And if you collect Michelangelo, you need that sewer surfing Michelangelo right back there. Uh, it's just, they, they look awesome. You know, it's just, there's so much you can do with the line and for them to blame, blame cell phones and things like that is just ridiculous because you think about the force Friday when the force awakens came out, it was insane. You couldn't find a toy. It was people running to the, it was like a movie, you know, like jingle all the way, like people running back there to get Ray and, and, uh, Ren, uh Kylo Ren and all this stuff. And we went crazy over those and you couldn't find them anywhere. And I was collecting that whole line at the time. And then when the last Jedi dropped and that movie, people actually started to see what it was. It was like, Oh man, those things just stayed on the shelves and warmed the pegs, man. And that was, that was their response to their failure. Uh, They marketed something to us that we didn't get. And it wasn't, uh, there, there was no, there were no legs in the line because the story went nowhere. And then you mm. have characters that you could have, you could have had a lot of toyetic looks to, but it was just a failed execution. Like you're saying, I mean, so many different uh, outfit changes we could have had and things like that. It could have been great. What, what makes a toy great? Like what, what are the, uh, in your opinion, what's the formula uh, that may like, I mean, you mentioned Ninja Turtles or anything, but if mm-hmm. if you're like, because what people don't realize is that, uh, and we're still on the Star Wars cake, but if when when the original A New Hope came out, they didn't know what they had, 
And then it was the toy sales that actually drove them to fund the next two films, according to George Lucas. And there was like this whole thing where if you wanted the Star Wars toys, they for Christmas, you just got a certificate because they didn't make them yet. They were making them uh, in a, in a, in such a hurry because they didn't know like the demand of this film. And so kids got like this certificate on Christmas day that they gave out for you to wrap up and uh, open up. So you're like, your toys are coming. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Your star Wars toys are coming. And they sold so much that they were able to green light um, the next two films Mm-hmm. And then, like, of course, you know, for me, Star Wars toys, G.I. Joe's, Voltron, like, that was that was it for me. It was just, like, um, yeah. I didn't want anything else. But in your opinion, like, what what makes the what makes a toy great? Like, what uh, what what does it have to have for it to be, you know, to be yeah. great? That's to a be great, great question. <laughs> yeah. No. It's a great question. And, um, you know, by the way, if anybody wants me to pull anything in particular down off the shelf and talk about it, I will, because it's just off the cuff here. Um, I think what what you're referring to is what we saw a lot in the 80s and 90s was uh, toys that are driven by marketing to children, right? Cartoons, comic books, uh, things like that. So that was sort of the story with Ninja Turtles. It was the story, although short-lived, with Silverhawks, which are right there. I got to learn how to look in this camera. Um, and I think it's I think it's about getting kids excited for the line, right? They have to want it. They have to be excited about it, and then it can have legs, and you can take it to new places. So I think one of the f- secrets is getting kids excited about it. I mm. was really happy to see like the new Ghostbuster figures that came out in Walmart right now. I think those things are awesome. They're modeled off of the real Ghostbusters, right? The these figures. Um, this is a plasma pack series. This is not the original line. I have those over there. But uh this is Toyetic. This is a second or third release of Winston. And uh well, let's grab it. So it's, it's like right a, here. It's like I'm a little so, kid again. Oh, yeah, look at yeah. That. In the wrapper. Yeah. So these, this is, uh, this is the original right, uh, look that you got when when Winston released, and you were able to get to this because kids loved this cartoon. Uh, you know, real Ghostbusters, toyetic as hell. Just so many different ways you can go with it. All the different ghosts, all the different monsters you can have. That's what I mean. That's what gets kids excited that kind of stuff so you have to have something that's creative you mentioned creativity there was a lot of that in the 80s and 90s and now when we go up and down the toy aisles you see this stuff over and over you know re-released 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 um it's just it's not really the same unfortunately um so you know in addition to getting kids excited i i think that you have to have some sort of story, some sort of direction with the characters that you can take some risks, take some chances, establish the main line and then take some chances because you don't get the extended turtle line that we have 
without taking some chances on random. I mean, there are so many vehicles and versions of the turtles. It's ridiculous, but they're awesome. Um, and there, there are several versions of the real Ghostbusters that I just pulled out and they're awesome. So I think that's really the secret to success is building a brand around it, mm-hmm. getting kids excited about it first and marketing it in a way that makes sense, that makes kids want it. And once they're invested in the line, then you can take it to new places. Um, we just don't see a lot of that anymore because what we see is just kind of shoved down their throat. I mean, there are several lines that show up in Walmart that I'm like, I mean, granted, I'm not watching cartoons and stuff, but it's a different era now, right? I mean, yeah. do kids watch cartoons the way they used to on network television, or are they just watching YouTube and kind of their attention is scattered? Uh, I don't know. That's an interesting I, question. Uh, I do think they, I think they still watch, uh, you know, Tune, cartoons or or shows geared for them but they probably watched it on different platforms like you said like mm-hmm. uh on youtube uh streaming services now uh for what it's worth for disney plus disney plus is definitely geared toward the younger generation they have tons of like stuff on there for children to watch um as well but yeah like the the, the thing that that's really it just, it just, and I see the super chats. I'm gonna get to them in one quick second. That really uh, gets to me is that they don't realize is once, once you become a fan of something at a young age, and I see people in the chat. My my friend Chris Carano, two dollars. Thank you so much. Huge Star Wars collector. Huge has actually given me uh, some things from my collection. This is and we. And we still never got a Finn figure. <laughs> uh, thank you for the two dollars. And it's that you become a collector for life. Like it, it, it's amazing. So you start as a child, you get the toys, you rip them out of the box, and that's my biggest problem is I want to take things out of the box still. <laughs> but then yeah. they start selling the same toys that you love to an older audience. You have like the Black Series in Star Wars stuff that. They sell stuff to people that loved it as a child, but want to buy it as an adult and not take it out of the box. So it's like it's almost like they specifically sell toys now that you're they know you're going to keep in the box that you're not going to take out of the box. Um, you know, and since they're worth so much money, like you're not going to take it out of the box. Sorry, yeah. I took that one out of the box. <laughs> and so it, it's it, and you wonder if they like they just. They, they forget about that. That that mm-hmm. like I mean, look behind us both. I mean, we have toys. Mm-hmm. You know, we're grown. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a man. Damn it. I got Thanos <laughs> gauntlet back there, man. I got Dragon Ball Z. There's Star Wars stuff. There's figures. Um, the Funko Pops were a gift. Uh, so I'm saying, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've got a wrestling belt down there. You know, it's just like all, it's it's uh. I don't know. It, it's it's like like you said, and now it's like they don't really market anything. It's just it's just like they assume mm-hmm. that people will buy. You know, I think they had a big. I think the toy company did well when the when the Marvel movies were good, like the last like that that story from the Thanos story. Um, because like if you look at the reports, Marvel's Marvel stuff was selling really well during that 10, 11 years of, uh, of movies. And, and I mean, I even have stuff. I have an Iron Man helmet and things like that. 
Um, but that 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 series was marketed really well. <laughs> it was like ten years. That was like one big story from Iron Man to Endgame. Whether you like the movies or not, whether whatever you guys feel about it, they did market that well. Then you come to Star Wars and other IPs now that you just kind of like, yeah, I just don't care, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw the Venom movie together. Were you there? Right. Yeah. Yeah, we all saw the Venom movie together. I fell asleep in the theater. You know, I like have no, I had like no interest to go out and like buy anything Venom because of those movies. It's it, not that they were like the worst thing I've ever seen, but it just wasn't. And I'm a, and I'm a Marvel person, you know, like I love all things Marvel. I love, I love Carnage and Venom, but the movies just, it just never just kind of, kind of bored me, you know? So that, that, that's the thing that I think they miss is that we stay fans for life. You know, yeah, and do you think that like electronics play a part of this too? Because I think about like things that I'm looking at now, uh, it, trying to get back into like comic books. You mentioned Marvel, uh, you know, comic books were huge. I mean, that was the 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 golden, or not the golden age, but you know, for for our generation, it was like the heyday of of comic books and because you had independent comic book creators popping up and you had a lot of creativity during that time with image and whatnot. So we saw a a lot of development in the comic book industry in the nineties. That stuff was coupled with also like Marvel trading cards. Right. So I remember all the Marvel skybox trading cards and you get it and you didn't have the internet or a phone, you know, where you could look up anything you want in the world. Like that's what you had. I remember if we had like a wizard magazine where we could look up, uh, we'd read all the articles from cover to cover because that's, that's the only media we had. And we'd look up the prices of things incessantly and collect cards. And like, you'd look at your cards over and over and you just kind of develop this sense of attachment to these things, to these characters. And so, like you're saying, now looking back, it's all of that comes into play. It's not just that one time you had the toy. Like, there's toys that I have here, like these Silverhawks. I remember vaguely having a few of them, but those were those were out when I was like five years old. So I don't mm. have like strong memories of all of the characters. I just have these really significant bits and pieces in my memory of like having a silver hawks birthday party having silver hawks and playing with them and having silver hawks pajamas and all this stuff you know kind of ties into all that uh nostalgia for me so it's like i mean i think that that might play a part of it too is just with the scattering of attention you don't have such a captive audience if you just have kids collecting cards and collecting comic books and and stuff like that because i didn't have a bunch of toys when i was a kid we didn't have a lot of money but i still have a strong attachment to these things and these figures like you're saying uh because of that point in my life and that character means something to me for some reason or another um i have a friend that all he does is collect marvel and all he does is collect Mm. high-end marvel and to your point like he that's just his thing and he focuses on that and he pays three, four hundred dollars, you know, per figure. I mean, you know, hot toys, wow. figures, and all that stuff. I mean, that's just what he is. Um, and so he doesn't have 
the stuff like you and I have that maybe is like some vintage stuff, some stuff that's more, more nostalgia. It's like new stuff because those are the characters he loved, but he's an adult and that's how he collects now. So yeah, to your point, I mean, that thing was marketed to both kids and adults really well, that whole Marvel universe. I Yeah, and uh, Jane Theory in the chat says, we entertain ourselves with toys. Uh, kids today have the internet. Maybe only adults are buying toys. I thought that as well. That might have been a part of it. But no, when you look at the statistics for the Marvel stuff that was selling, it was selling really, really well. Mm-hmm. And and so if t- if toys aren't selling, then they won't. They're not going to sell them. <laughs> yeah. But like in some of the modern day stuff that we have, like the movies and stuff now, like a lot of that stuff is not. Yeah, you don't you don't see you don't see on the shelves. You can go down the Star Wars section. It's bare. There's nothing there, um, really, except for Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda was a huge <laughs> seller for children and adults. We'll get into that real quick. X-Wing for ten dollars. Thank you so much. I've been deep in the Star Wars collecting for a minute. Ray figures are selling for two ninety nine. They're taking her soft, good cloak and putting it on um, Ahsoka. Wow. Hasbro still producing Star Wars stuff? The premium saber? Why? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, again, it's, it's, they, people, they'll sell things. What sell? Now I'm over at the, I'm out, I'm over at the Star Wars theme park and stuff all the time. And, the things that sell over there are too. It's the lightsabers and Baby Yoda stuff, Grogu stuff, whatever you want to call them. Uh, everything else just kind of sits. Uh, everything else kind of sits on the on the shelf. Some Mandalorian things here and there, but uh, you know, that's just that's just how like Rose Tico sell. I got my Rose Tico. I bought it for ninety nine cents. <laughs> it was an add on on Amazon. Like you know, like you could buy stuff. And yeah. uh, uh, oh, correct. X Wing was correcting me. Sequel trilogy stuff, not Star. Sorry, gotcha. X Wing, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no. He's yelling at me in the chat. Sequel trilogy. Apologies, <laughs> X Wing. Apologies. Sent ten dollars. Yeah, I right. gotta get it right. My bad. My bad. <laughs> also, um, from Rogue Ten, <laughs> sent a two dollars. Thank you. What's a super chat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there you have it, right there. Yeah, there you have it. But I mean, no, I, it's just it's just like like I said, I was like buying some on Amazon. They're like, "Hey, would you like this? It's a Rose Tico, ninety nine cent, just for you." And it's like out of pure whatever, I, I bought guess. it. <laughs> <laughs> it was more like I have it as a joke, you know. I took it right out of the box. It's sitting on that shelf somewhere back there, probably just collecting, um, collecting dust for what you know, what have you. Also, Legos. Uh, are they still sell big time like people children still buy legos even though they're like good god expensive you know jeez did you see that new home alone set that they came out Uh, yeah they have it at legoland where i visit is it like 3.99 i think right yeah i think it was well i think it was uh that's what i've seen it selling for in the aftermarket i might be wrong and the chat can correct me um i think it was like 250 or 280 retail but maybe i'm wrong 280 um, maybe 300 okay well at the theme park they probably oh i'm sure <laughs> yeah. up a little bit yeah um but yeah so the the um some of the lego stuff even the lego star wars or anything else like if that stuff can get 
crazy expensive but it's like cool you look at it and you go man that's so cool when i had mm-hmm. legos it was like build this box you know yeah. build <laughs> build this or you just got a giant tub you know and you yeah. just you just did what you had to do <laughs> always got the um, little sets because we were broke i always had the little ones so it was like six <laughs> right like yeah. six in a little plastic bag yeah, like, you build you like a little a little truck or something and you <laughs> yeah. know that's all I had the money a for. Little, little airplane did uh did, yeah. you, did you ever have an incident with uh like any like mom or grandma like throwing anything away oh did you yeah. did any, like you know you hear stories my mom threw away my star wars toys yeah we when i was in middle around. school she was like she was like cleaning up i had them and uh and she threw away comic books and oh man, she just was like, mm-hmm. You never I never see you have them anymore. Like you never look at them anymore. It's like, <laughs> oh man. And then now that I'm older, you like you see online like what they're worth. And you're yeah. like, dang, mom, I gotta bought a car with this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do your parents like still live in the same house and stuff? Yeah, yeah. 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 We we moved around a lot. Um uh, it, when I was a kid. And so I don't remember what happened to my stuff. Um, I, I do remember that at some point in life, my brother and I had a huge, just cardboard box, just filled with our toys. And I have, you know, vivid memories of digging through that and, and finding stuff and, and playing with stuff. But I think I was kind of getting to the point in life where I was getting out of toys at that point. So I'm not sure what happened to yeah, you. Them. Start you start looking at girls. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. <laughs> I want to say probably around the time I was preteen, hitting teenage. I mean, it's it's like I don't remember having anything around that time in life. So it, uh, God, who knows what happened to that stuff? I wish I knew. I wish I had some stuff from my childhood, uh, toys wise. I only have a few bits and pieces. Um. All right. of things but they're not they're not toys so this is my grand moment this this was the only stuff that i saved from my evil mother throwing away stuff that i cherished okay <laughs> um all right here we go here's here's one here now i now maybe you can help me with this because every now and then somebody watches one of my youtube videos or whatever and they go i need to know about that toy in the back this is my original voltron man from the 80s um the so it took so my birthday is in august so in august uh i got like the red and green lion and then for christmas i just wanted the whole set so that's all i got for christmas was like all three god man what was like it was like in the 80s uh and and of course you know as a little kid i smashed this thing into the ground many times took it to the beach threw it in the bathtub i probably flushed it in the toilet a few times you know for whatever it's worth but i got when i got a little older and i pulled this out of the box i put it together and i set it on a shelf and now the only problem is it's like it's like frozen (laughs) like i can't take it like i can't take it apart like i don't know what I don't know how to fix it. I don't want to like over like yeah. So basically, the lines would come off. You could I could see mm-hmm. like something probably mold or something. I don't know what it is. Is like growing in there. <laughs> um, again, I you know I probably I might have kept it in a pizza box forever, but now it's like now it's like stuck. But it's it's the original. 
um with all the lines and some of the some of the pieces but but again like you said like some of it each one had their own individual like the ears i'm afraid to open it like it'll pop like the ears open up and there's rockets here this was the water and that pops open the uh the red and the green like they shoot if you push this button and uh they all came together so like this was something cool for a kid it's like it's like a puzzle it's a toy mm -hmm. it was a great cartoon it's kind of like uh, what Power Rangers was kind of built off of before it was Power Rangers. Um, and I don't even know what it's worth. So Yeah. I don't know the market on those, but I know they're not cheap. Because that thing, um, that was, and honestly, you're talking like early 80s uh, on, the, on Voltron. Um, I have memories of like being into the cartoon and and people having it i think i probably had a few of the pieces like the lines and stuff like that like you were just showing i don't think i ever had the whole thing um yeah that thing is is serious um and there's a whole community of voltron collectors out there but it's I know, everyone it's awesome. sees it now they're like wow that's a cool power rangers thing i'm like <laughs> yeah, it's voltron <laughs> It's, it's right. a little it's a little different thomas for five dollars as much love to the both of you keep being yourselves love you both thank you for the support love seeing you both in boston it was awesome hanging out with you thomas for a few days in boston mm -hmm. and my man daryl has become a member i think you just renewed your membership thank you so much uh thank you so much but i i, I thank you thomas thank you daryl for your support and love it's a little different than my normal live stream uh, as we're live recording for the podcast, which is on Spotify and everything else, wherever you listen to podcasts. But the um, I, I want to take that toy somewhere to get it. Like they have places where they can like clean it and fix it. And yeah, have I places mean, like that. Yeah, there there are uh, play. I mean, any any sort of toy store in your area would know of a place you could go to like that. Like it's it's normally like uh they'll they'll have a person that they have that cleans their stuff they, they usually probably have them on staff so um it's it's sort of one of those things like i don't know that people would make it a career but um yeah. it's definitely a skill and understanding how to take the thing apart how to care for it because these things are 30 plus years old and um, i know like i said it's just like it's just stuck like all mm -hmm. this stuff moved like i could there was so much it was like the original transformer Mm -hmm. you know like the leg like i'm afraid to even bend. i could hear it like creak when i pull <laughs> yeah i wouldn't so i mean it's, it's just it'll just go back it's sort of like I... collecting uh video games or anything retro tech now like you kind of like you have to know how to work on it like i do a lot of of shopping in the uh the thrift store and the flea market mm. and i find stuff that looks cool a lot and i'm pretty sure it doesn't work so i kind of make my bid based on that or I, I negotiate a price based on that if if there's any negotiation to be had um but you know if you find something that has a potential for being 80 90 dollars in value and it's ten dollars at, at the thrift like goodwill gives you 24 hours to take your electronics back so if you know how to work on it you can take it home and kind of get it fixed up and see if it's you know salvageable without paying somebody because if you're going to pay anybody a lot of times it's not worth it but something like that that's your childhood toy i would probably look for somebody who knows what they're doing probably a professional if you, yeah if you don't um, if you don't want to touch it 
Here's another one. The original, like, I think this was like 86. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like original video game. This was mine. Uh, wow. the I broke the bottom. <laughs> so I have like a piece of tape. But I want to show you, man. Like it, unless the batteries are dead. It still freaking works, man. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it still works. Best. And it's just, it's just Frogger. You just go up and down with it and it, there's nothing to it. And it has a reset button, but they had, they had like five of these things. They had a Pac-Man, a Donkey Kong, a Frogger. It was a whole ColecoVision. I think it was ColecoVision. Oh, this says by Sega. Um, it was a whole collection that came out during that, that era of, really cool video games like that we spent all our quarters on mm -hmm. you know so like so my mom got me the frogger and my brother got the pac-man one they had mm -hmm. galica yeah and uh all, they just had a bunch of them and yeah. for some reason this was in the same box as the voltron without the and i was like let me get it took these giant freaking batteries that you don't really <laughs> you need <laughs> anymore be like a big six volt one of those I just can't you know believe I mean? it's the so, springs I on know. top I just can't believe it still works. It's just like this is pretty neat. So yeah. no, it really yeah. is, man. That's that's really cool. And uh I think that like I haven't seen that one. I've seen the Pac-Man. I think there was a a Donkey Kong, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And a Qbert. Yeah, those you remember are that cool, game Qbert? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My kids actually like like that game when they were small. Uh we, we picked up an NES and and they love playing it. That's just a, a fun game, man. They don't make stuff like that anymore. No, it's just like, you know, now, now, so like the controllers we have now, you know, well, you know, has like one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, mm -hmm. that's why I get confused. It's just mm -hmm. like, you got to go right, left. Back then, it was just like, you just got to stick. It was just like left, right, up and down um, uh, on those games. And then maybe a jump button. Yeah. Uh, like I remember I spent, man, I must have spent, hundreds of dollars on dig dug you remember dig dug <laughs> yeah yeah That's and then and then every now and then you go to these places you know these video game places that have like all these classic games you know it's where all the mm -hmm. old people like me go and like mm -hmm. you see the pac-man the cuber and i put i start playing dig dug and i'm like god this is so boring <laughs> what was i thinking back then it was just like hours of like dig dug mm -hmm. you know and then yeah. i think the when the teenage mutant ninja turtle game came out uh it was and it was like four people could play you remember you remember that yeah that was it about. man that was our saturday mm -hmm. it was yeah. like get, get quarters bro yeah i got 10 bucks i got 10 bucks all right let's go it's like teenage mutant ninja turtles mm -hmm. and you no, just play until you ran out of quarters so good, man. man yeah they still hold up too i actually played uh tmet the arcade game too. so tmnt2 on the nes the arcade game like two weeks ago um i played it downstairs i was just hooking some stuff up and trying some stuff out and yeah boom uh got roped into it and sat there and played through it just about so <laughs> it's one of those and, things man yeah that and then but that that spawned like games like gauntlet and this like that whole four people playing mm -hmm. uh at one time it was just it was just so cool you know, like mm -hmm. um, that era, it wasn't it wasn't so complicated, but yet again, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun. What is one of your favorite things in your collection? Not even doesn't have to be valuable, but like one of your favorite. Um, so basically, if, yeah. if I came in your house and I said, 
You can only you're only allowed to keep one. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. Um, mm. I'll I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm not. You know, I don't want to plug bragging rights or anything. But no, plug it, man. Plug I, the show that you're on on uh, on I, Mondays. Yeah, uh, I am going. So next Monday, I'm going to show something that would probably be that thing or pretty damn close okay. to it. Like I. I cannot even believe it's it's sitting over here beside me. Um, but for the purposes of the question right now and not spoiling that, it would probably be something fairly simple. Um, it's it's a thing that sort of got me back into collecting. Um, or actually, no, you know what? No, scratch that. Um, it's probably this Jurassic Park book I have really um, yeah and so the reason for that is this is the original release of the novel um you know right before the movie was coming out so at this point it's it's a paperback so the book had been out a while i don't know the like timeline of things but this is released and it says soon to be motion picture on it now my dad was an over-the-road trucker and he used to come to our house and cause my parents split up when I was really young, he used to come to our house and this would have been what? 92, 90 cause Jurassic park came out in 93, I believe. And so he, he, when he came to our house, I remember crawling up into his cab and those cabs, if you're not familiar with a semi, they have a bed in them. And so it's called a sleeper. And so I remember crawling up into the sleeper and just kind of like poking around at his stuff. And this book was shoved behind his pillow. Right. So it, this actual, this one, this copy, wow. um, I, I'm surprised he kept it all these years. I, I got it from his, uh, house after he passed when we were cleaning it out. So this is one of those things I never mm. expected to really see again. But the second I saw it, it was just like, boom like it took me back to that moment and i love jurassic park it's one of my favorite movies of all time uh so just to tie in with that like i this is something i would never let go of for the the sentimental value alone um so it, mm. you know not valuable in terms of dollars this book is like 10 20 bucks i think it's not it's not valuable um, all right can you can you show me what the most valuable prize in your collection is uh no, but I can show oh, you close. Oh no, see? <laughs> I can show you something right. close. Yeah, I can show All you something, right, something close. close. Something close. And in case you're wondering, Tommy is a part of Geeks and Gamers. He's been working behind the scenes there from where it got started. He's on a show called Bragging Rights, which is the first Monday of every month on the Geeks and Gamers YouTube channel where they brag about stuff, nostalgia stuff that they bought. Um <laughs> Throughout the month, I guess, when you show it off. So yeah, that's why he's that's why he's teasing us here on the podcast, everyone. Yeah. But all right, he's going to show got, us something else. I, I have a few like spoilers for you guys. I have a few things I can show that are okay. like, kind of like uh, nothing big, but hey, it's a it's a little peek behind the curtain. That's cool. Um, so this is uh, a silver hawk, and let's see if we can get her. Jeez, um, see if out of the box. Right. Yeah, she's. I mean, to be in the box, this is like a three four thousand dollar figure. Yeah. Um, just as she sits right here, 
uh can't get really get it to focus much more than that no no it looks great yeah as she sits right here um maybe it's hard to tell but she doesn't have really a scuff on her in terms of you know relative for these figures uh these figures are what they call vac metal so this is basically a process where the metal is like you know it's like a dip it's back metal to plastic so what happens a lot of times is that rubbing these figures especially because how you pop her wings out is like this you squeeze her legs and so her w wings pop out what happens is especially here uh the metal gets worn off uh because it's just like think of like chrome coating on a cheap oh yes automo automotive piece right same type of process as this and so it also flakes, right? Um, so that they're hard to find. The Silverhawks series, the cartoon ran for one year in 1986. The toys released in 87, but by that time, the series had already been canceled. It was basically Thundercats, the formula for Thundercats set in space. And so it just, it, I guess it didn't take off um as well as they'd hoped funding whatever so it got canceled uh actually they had a comic book series you can see back there uh mm. there's those are all of the comic books they only ran seven of them so they're hard to find and um she in this condition probably about 300 bucks um Man. just for her and so I have a lot of stuff like that, like $200, $300 figures. There's there's probably, you know, there's two more hundred. It's enough for a car back there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't have six, seven, eight hundred dollar figures. I have a lot of these type things. Um so all right, you have to tell me this story though. Did you ever walk into or go to like a yard sale and see something and you were just like, oh, you know what I mean? And then try yeah. to play it off like it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it's not, you know, it's on the dollar table, but it's worth a lot more. And you're just kind of like, yeah, uh, I'll show you something uh, <laughs> that happened to me in the thrift store. So I mentioned that I love uh, Jurassic Park and I didn't really have a Jurassic Park collection going. I mean, I had this this book and I had the other book, too, from my dad's estate. But I didn't really have anything, and I, I was thinking about starting a collection. I mean, I had the VHS and uh, the game, and I was like, I don't know. I don't really have enough to start, like, a, a shelf. You know, we'll, we'll just see how it plays out. I'll, I'll run into some stuff. And uh, I was in the thrift, and I was digging through the toys like I always do, and I came across this big green thing. And I was like, a lot of times in the thrift, you run into those there are a dime a dozen, those vacuum molded, you know, plastic dinosaurs, you know, that, you know, you could buy at any dollar store basically. Uh, but this one, there was something different about it. Cause it had this like realistic skin to it. And, uh, I, I started uncovering it and I was like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe this is what it is. Um, and for a dollar 99, they had this thrasher, t-rex wow yeah and and she is worth that uh, is because, huge yeah it's it's really big wow it's huge takes up his full screen yeah 
And so she is, uh, she's from the lost world. So she's vintage 97. And basically every time you find these, what happens is her underbelly is completely worn off. And you can see that on her, there's like a spot right there and a spot right there, but I'm talking like all this is gone. Um, her jaw never works. So you see, I have her jaw cocked open. If you push her tongue, the, the jaw snaps down like that. And then you kind of kick it back open with the tongue. That's always broken. Uh, it's called a Thrasher T-Rex because it came with a cage that fits over it. And so you would shake her tail back and forth like this. And you see her head kind of moving. Wow. The action's always broken. So I just kind of went through the checklist. I'm like, oh my, like everything works. So you found the perfect T-Rex. It's it's the, probably the the most beautiful one I've seen. And I'm part of some collector groups. Like if it's not the most beautiful one, it's it competes with them. I mean, I haven't seen one that's just like, oh, okay, that one blows mine out of the water. Uh, and so this this figure, I consistently see it in the toy store for $90, $95 all the time. You got it for a dollar, a dollar ninety nine, uh, at the thrift. So it's just, and I'm telling you, if you see, you know, Jurassic Park dinosaurs because they have the JP on them. Yeah, so, and you can always look them up on eBay really quick because they have a number. So hers is JP twenty nine. So you can see figures on eBay right now that look a hell of a lot worse or have broken action or missing an arm or missing a leg for you know. Yeah, they've been through, 40, man. 50, you buy, listen, you yeah. buy those things as a kid and you just pound them. Yeah. You know, you just pound them. You know, you mm -hmm. shove them in mud, throw them in the water, in the bathtub. You just uh, pound. All right. So I was with our good friend Jeremy in Pensacola. And he's like, and when I went to visit him for the first time, and he goes, Oh, I go to this. He goes to this. He, he used to go to this like huge garage sale near his home. <laughs> And he yeah. was just like, hey, you want to go there? He's like, he's like, I was like, yeah, why not? So I found there, digging in the back, somebody had like action figures all set up. And you know how it is at these yard sales. They never like, they never like keep them uh, like alphabetized. Or they just throw them up there. You know, they don't keep like all the Star Wars figures, all the G.I. Joe. They just kind of throw it up there and they're like, figures $5.95. Well, I found this one. This is one of my pride and joys because I've never seen it in my life. <laughs> I found this Star Wars figure uh, in the 295 section. It was like mixed in with a bunch of other crap that I would never buy. It was like in the back. And wow. it, it is my it is my it is my man, Jet Porkins, the Fat Five Star Wars <laughs> nice. action figure. I didn't even know this existed. You wow. know, he had one scene. Yeah, you know where he farted and fell into the Death Star, and like that was the end. <laughs> that was the end of Jet Porkins. <laughs> and I've been waiting, Disney. I've been waiting for a Jet Porkins, you know, origin story. Give it to me. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's cool. It came with a collector's card. That is cool. Uh, all that stuff, and I was just like, "Holy crap!" There's a Jet Porkins back here for like two bucks. I don't know what this is worth. It might not be worth anything, but I was like, "That's one of my favorite uh, characters." I mean, he just pretty awesome, <laughs> pretty awesome find. And then, you know what, what was, uh, it was, it was what really, what really kicked in for me back in Star Wars again was, uh, um, 
was Cara Dune with the Mandalorian because I became friends with Gina Carano and it was like, oh, cool. Like, I know her and she has an action figure. Let's buy some Cara Dune stuff. And her figure actually was selling out um, before she was even let go from Mm -hmm. Star Wars. Like, her figure was hard to find and it was was like, uh, it was kind of expensive. So... When I when I got to when I finally got to meet her at the beginning of this year, she gave me all kinds of stuff like uh, like I have so many of these figures now I just open them up and like and like play with them. But play with them, <laughs> yeah. So I know everybody's been like they, they everybody wanted the black series because they were at when she was fired, they were going for almost three to five thousand dollars on know, eBay. Dude. They were so nuts. like I have one that's autographed. This is Welcome to the Rebellion um that's you know so i don't know what i don't know what this would i don't know what that would be worth but it has my name on it so it's like that's one of those things you never you know would Mm. give away and then of course for some strange reason people i get offers for this one um i get offers for this one in my email like i mean for i'm not even kidding somebody offered me three thousand dollars because they're their kid's name was Joey, and if you all re- if if you remember, for those that know me, there's a video uh, out where I was hanging out with Gina Carano, and I had her sign this, and she messed up, and she signed it to Joey, right? <laughs> and it was a joke. So now, like, that's the joke. Everyone calls me, "Hey, Joey," J O A Y. So it was the joke. So I finally, I finally got it, and uh, she tried to like fix it to where it looks like J. Mm-hmm. But that and but in the video I caught her. I'm like to Joey, right? And she starts laughing, so she tried to scribble it over, but it 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 says uh, to Joey. So she but she gave me like ten of these, and I got like tons of the Black Series now. That and so somebody wanted to give me like thousands of dollars for this one, wow. because they knew it was a mistake, and their their kid's name was Joey. And I was just like, man. Can't give that one away, man. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. swear she I mean, if you were gonna give it away, it would just I'm sure be free to the kid, you know, but it, it's got that sentimental value, you know. So well, when I see her again, I'm bringing a bunch of crap. I'm like, hey, sign these. <laughs> Sorry, kid. Yeah. I was like, I you're an expensive one. friend. There you go. I have, I have the retro. That's the only one I was Isn't able to. Isn't that the really... same thing? Uh I no, it's my... not. Yeah, yours is a little bit more yours is the the uh the regular three and three quarter release. This one's the retro where she has less articulation and she's made more like uh less detail in the face. I know that camera's not going to pick it up, but mm. you can kind of see in the hips and everything. Like it's more of a basic figure, but yeah, now, I, I now love you, it though. Did you get that one, like before or after like it was uh, going expensive? Released, these released right after she, uh, got released so okay they were really expensive when they first started hitting shelves i think people were just kind of trying to snap them up and scalp them i don't yeah. know where they landed right now because i haven't paid attention to the market i i think that they sort of stabilized as and we got some big time star wars collectors in here that'll be able to tell us i think they stabilized around the because it's a it's a ten dollar figure i believe so i think they stabilized around the twenty dollar mark or something mm. you know nothing crazy so even the black does anybody know what the black figures are going for I, the thing is is like if they if they uh 
if they kill off like her character like that is that what makes a toy a little more valuable to like killing off a character or a character that was really popular is no longer like does that help it or it does it just it just depends yeah i think it depends what what really makes toys valuable is supply and demand Um, okay in terms of new stuff older stuff uh what makes it valuable well still the same thing supply and demand i mean there weren't a whole lot of i just showed you that silverhawk there weren't a lot of her made there aren't a lot of her that still exists in this condition and when you you were talking about on the card there are a hell of a lot less of them still on the card and so they'll go for two, three, four, five thousand dollars on the card. Um, because back then we didn't keep stuff, we didn't buy stuff to collect stuff. A lot of people buy stuff now to collect stuff. I'm guilty of it too. I buy stuff to collect stuff. Um, you know, there's stuff I have in the package that was re released stuff, like um, you know, I have this this ghost popper. We were talking about Ghostbusters earlier. <clears throat> you know, man, look at that is, thing. Yeah, this is toy edit right here. You know like, what that's I a, think? That's a toy, man. You cut out the ghosts on the back. Yeah. You pop them with the thing. Like, I had this when I was a kid. Um, and I don't think they're... They're not, like, prohibitively expensive to buy now. But in the package, crisp and clean, like, I just wanted a display piece, so I picked it up. And it was, like, I don't know, 20 bucks or something. Actually, I think I got this on sale for, like, 15 Um maybe even less because they marked them down. But the point is people didn't buy this when it re-released this past year to play with it. They bought it to put it on their shelf. So a lot more of these exist now. And the same thing with newer toys, people are going to buy them and keep them and hope they are worth money. That's what happened to nineties comic books. We talked about the explosion of nineties comic books. That's why a lot of 90s comic books are worthless right now because they were overproduced and everybody kept them hoping they would they thought they were sitting on a gold mine. Um, Back in the day, we didn't do that with toys. We just opened them and played with them. Right. So not a whole lot of sealed G.I. Joe figures still exist, sealed Star Wars figures. Um, So that's what makes it really valuable is that supply and demand factor. So in a situation where you kill a character off, if they stop producing her. I think that was the fear. That was a lot of the drive was, oh, they're not going to make her anymore. They're not going to make as many. There was rumors that they they canceled her run. So there yeah. were going to be a limited release. So that's that's why people start clamoring for that stuff. I think I think in the case, yeah, of like uh, the Cardoon Gina Carano, because like the controversy and all that stuff, it it could fluctuate, you know, up and down on how what they what they do with that character. Um, yeah. A Trouble Green, thank you for the $5. That's how I feel about my mom's Chronicles of Narnia books from the 80s. I'm dyslexic, but she encouraged me to read them, and I'm a nerd because of them. Yeah, like, we have those things. Um, I'm going to show you something that's sentimental to me that was given to me uh, by a family member as well that, that I wanted to take out of the box, but I just couldn't. Uh, I just couldn't do it. X-Wing for five, is that the one that says Joey? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. I showed that one. I showed that one. Thank yeah. you for the five. He says, don't read my super chat. <laughs> because I already <laughs> answered uh, already answered the question. Um, oh, good. You know, but yeah, so like I, since everyone's showing, I got, I got, this is from like my brother. And because he, like Transformers was oh, so big wow. to me. And he found this and it's like, 
I, I don't know when this came out. I've had this for a long time, but it's like the uh it's so crazy. It comes with the the number one wow. comic book, like the mm. first ever. Uh even though this is a, yeah. it's a reprint, but it's not the original number one, but it comes with the number one comic book. It comes with the Optimus Prime mm. and it comes with the first four it comes with like everything. It's like the 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 ultimate collector. It comes with yeah, the first four episodes awesome. of the cartoon. Uh, in DVD form, I, like I said, the number one comic book, the cartoon, Optimus Prime, which sold for a lot of money, has a voice which still works. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know that. That's cool, man. But yeah, a... so it's like it, it was like everything that my mom threw away from my child. Yeah, he got it. He was <laughs> like, I remember you love this toy and it came with the comic book. The, and I'm like. I look at it, you know, and I'm like, man, I want to open it because I want to see the comic book and I want to see the DVD and I want to see everything and I want to see that. Yeah. And I'm like, nah. Yeah, so it's the 25th anniversary. Yeah. So I was like, can't open that yet. Yeah. It says uh, 2009 on it. So that's, I mean, it's getting it's getting a little bit of age on it. And yeah, I wonder what that goes for. Because I think it's, say, oh yeah, right a, here. Oh, yeah. nine. That's a cool pack, man. Yeah, it's like that's the thing. It's like you don't see this much anymore. <clears throat> like I love it. The comic yeah. book, the cartoon, the toy, the voice changer, like everything. It was like everything that you wanted. Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of like, wow, that that's kind of that's that's really cool. <laughs> then yeah. they put it all in one. I was like telling them, I was like, I was telling my brother, like, where'd you find this? They had one for Megatron. They had one for Soundwave. They had one for you know, like the big, the big dogs of uh, of Transformers. So those yeah. are like those are like uh, my toys. And it's it's you know it's it'll be on the shelf and maybe I'll just be a jerk like right before I die, open it all up and play with it, and then you know <laughs> that'll be that or. <laughs> Or it's like it's going in the grave with me. Sorry, can't have it. It's mine. It's mine. Damn kids! No, what you're gonna do with it? Just throw it out in the water somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, my my mom, my grandma threw it on the ocean. (laughs) Exactly. Like it's like it's like one of those things. Uh, My, we were talking about this earlier. It's like back in the '80s and '90s, there was such. It was almost like, gosh, I hate to use the word, but it was almost like the renaissance of creativity with movies. Mm-hmm. You had movies that came out like Indiana Jones and Star Wars and Back to the Future and Rambo. And like that was the start of the Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, movie stuff and and Sylvester Stallone going at it. You had like this this uh, this boom. It was the start of hip hop. You know, hip hop started like near the late 80s and like just the start of all this um creativity and just beautiful things and like even even down to the toys and cartoons there was always something that somebody just fell in love with like you said yeah ninja turtles i mean look my brother is like a huge thundercats person it's like that they didn't really have a long run either the thundercats but it was like they just loved it you know like like those who loved it like loved it you had mm-hmm. the Ghostbusters that came out, and like you could just go on and on. Star Wars toys, Transformers, GI Joe was huge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and then and like GI Joe would do stuff where it's like, hey, if you want this limited edition Cobra Commander, you had to like buy a bunch of toys, 
cut out the back of it and then mail it in. You know what mm-hmm. I you remember that like that that crap? Yeah. So it was like they encourage you to rip your box all open. And it's like you take like the purchase code that was on the back, mail it in with a check, and then you know, 10 years later you got your Cobra Commander, whatever it was. <laughs> um yeah. it's so, just it, it just was figure, oh he, uh, yeah, someone mentioned He-Man in the chat. Yeah, it's like all that stuff. It was just oh yeah. It was just yeah. like uh unbelievable. Um, the amount of creativity and the things that that people fall in love with, and now here we are today, uh, where they have taken our stuff because they've run out of creativity, and in my humble opinion, trashed a lot of it. You know, I'm unhappy with the direction of Star Wars. Uh, you know, Kevin Smith did a He-Man cartoon that really people ain't too happy with that. Yeah. I was <laughs> I mean, so just... excited for that man. I was so excited for it um just before that released i i had really met up i mean when you start collecting and you start you know hitting hitting the pavement and hitting garage sales and flea markets and and thrifts and you're on marketplace or local you know pickup sites and you know like offer up and things like that you, you start to meet collectors in your area and so i met this guy uh in a local area he was basically cleaning out his aunt's house and he said he had some lunch boxes and uh i'm not like a huge lunch box collector but i have a lot of nostalgia for lunch boxes especially certain ones and so he had a picture of a mario lunchbox and gosh and i remember those things yeah <laughs> look at that and it, uh, it's from 1988, and it looked good in the picture, and I was like, okay, cool, I'll go pick it up. Uh, well, it turns out his aunt was like a clean hoarder, um, because when wow. I, I looked at it, there's basically not a scratch on the back. You know, kids are basically, you know, this is like yeah, always yeah. beat to death. Um, you know, you open it up, and it's like, man, it's perfect clean. inside. Clean. Um, which was cool. And then I opened the, the thermos and first of all, the thermos, this is like, I actually like thermoses more than I like lunch boxes because they fit on the shelf a whole lot better and they're just freaking awesome. Um, and so this thing was just perfect condition. And then I, I started to open it up to clean it and I was, was like tomato you know, soup in it or something. Well, that's what I, you expect, but actually it's brand new. The, the paperwork is still in it um and i've never seen one that's brand new on ebay or anywhere so if you open this up it's actually got like the cleaning instructions for aladdin and it's got <laughs> i've never seen that I, I love stuff like this man finding little hidden stuff like this this is this is an ad for a family size griddle and it's like you know Jeez. a little coupon and, and all this stuff and it's just such a snapshot in time i love finding little stuff like this hidden in uh things that i pick up but i i, I met up with a guy you know and i i picked this up and it was cool and he's like well i'll just keep you posted if i find anything else i'm like well yeah i mean you know you know the type of stuff i'm looking for i'm looking for video games all this stuff and he called me back he found a couple more lunch boxes and I got a call about this one. And this one's from 1983. Is it metal? It's metal. Um, <sighs> and it's in really good condition. Like, I'll flip it around here in a minute. Uh, 
so you can see the other side. But For those that are listening, it is a He-Man Masters of the Universe yeah. metal lunchbox. Yeah, Jeez. This, one, this one's from 1983. It's freaking awesome. This is back when, like, man, take something like this to school. You know, like, look at all that artwork. Dude, popular a, kid, man. Yeah, like scenes everywhere. You're just running the school if you take this in. Um, but yeah, just artwork all the way around. Just freaking incredible, man. You got Battle Cat and all this stuff. And on the back, I'm a big Skeletor guy. I have a, a whole Skeletor shelf. So you got Skeletor on the Land Shark and all this stuff. And there's a few scuffs like on the high spots that happens with these metal lunch boxes. This is the bottom. Um, but a lot of times this the whole He-Man Masters of the Universe logo is gone and a big part of the artwork here on the Land Shark is gone because it's upraised. It's all there. And he had, you know, the thermos. This stuff is not brand new. Obviously, this was used, but it's, you know, 1983. I found this stuff like two weeks before that show dropped. And so I was like on a high with He-Man. I was like, you know, going into that show totally pumped on an all-time nostalgia high for He-Man. And then that show came out and I was just like, man, son of a bitch. <laughs> man, I remember those <clears throat> lunch boxes. Gosh, those thermoses. Sometimes like you just wonder, I don't know what my mom packed. Um, <laughs> did she put Pick soup up. in this thermos or was it just water? You know, you just kind of like, what is it? <laughs> Mystery. Oh, it's water. <laughs> Thanks mom. Yeah. Sometimes chicken soup maybe she'll try to throw some milk in there uh but whatever yeah even that funny, man. like <laughs> it's just one of the coolest <laughs> things ever so but anyway we're going to continue the conversation thank you tommy for being on here please check out tommy's youtube channel and also check out the show that he's a part of on mondays on the geeks and gamers channel called bragging rights where they brag about all the cool stuff that they have that i wish i had uh <laughs> and what yeah. and whatnot. We're gonna talk a little bit more. If you'd like to hear more of the conversation, want to think about becoming a YouTube member or Patreon uh as we continue the conversation. Thank you guys so much for your super chats, for the thumbs up, for the likes, and for your awesome, awesome, uh awesome, awesome things you guys are saying in the chat. Like I just like went on nostalgia high. Mm -hmm. Um, just like some serious nostalgia high. So you guys have a wonderful night. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope you were inspired today. To hear more of the conversation, check out our Patreon or become a member of the channel. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate it. We'll catch you in the next episode. And welcome to the Rebellion.